Okay, intro 662, Crooked Liver, River, Lee, Crooked Liver. <laughs> I hope your liver's not crooked. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology. I'm Rick Bennett. Apostle David Patton was the first LDS martyr. He was killed trying to rescue three Mormon hostages from a Missouri militia. Exaggerated reports said that Mormons wiped out the entire militia, but that was not true. However, it caused Governor Lilburn Boggs to issue the extermination order, which said that Mormons must be treated as enemies and exterminated from the state. We'll talk more about that with historian Stephen Lesware. He's the author of the 1838 Mormon War in Missouri, and we'll find out more about this terrible battle. Check out our conversation. So, when uh, when did Boggs get the information about the Mormons plundering? Uh, this is in Davies County. Am I right on that? Yes, yes, yes. So, so what happens? What happened is that um, when this was happening, um, meanwhile, back in in uh, far west, other you know plans were also being made for um, for war. And among other things, uh, there was a meeting on on October twentieth. Joseph was still in in Adam on Diamond, but apparently Sidney Rigdon and maybe Avard were there, and and there were plans made there. Among among the things at this secret uh, this meeting was they weren't going to let any more dissenters leave Far West. They also formed a spy group, a twelve person spy group, to go into. Uh, essentially this uh, northern part of Ray County and make sure nobody was coming against them. But if, but if uh, somebody, you know, if, if Missourians were coming against them, then to go and burn their crops and, you know, do the same. So there, there was a spy company down there. And, and again, from the Mormons' point of view, perfectly logical. You know, we're at war and people are coming against us and, and the government's not helping us. So in any case, with these preparations, Orson Hyde and Thomas Marsh, among others, they go to Richmond in Ray County. And now Ray is directly south of Caldwell. Sure. And they go to Richmond and they go down there and they and they essentially spill the beans. You know, they say the Mormons, you know, they're burning uh, Davies County. And and meanwhile, you know, the, the, the settlers are fleeing Davies County. And uh, um and and uh, and I'll even back up. One one of the one of the points we see in in my book as as the uh, events unfold is whenever Missourians, uh, not whenever, but often when when non Mormons would would come and complain about the Mormons are doing this, the Mormons are doing that. We need your help. The the uh, the people would send uh, representatives up to go see what's going on, and and. Uh, and often they would they would say ah, the Mormons are in defense, you know, fighting in defense. So when the Davies County citizens were driven from Davies County by the Mormons, they went to Richmond and said, they're driving us out. Well, the Ray County, Ray County citizens said, oh, they've never done that before. They sent a committee, you know, up up to Davies County and and they talked to Josiah Moran, among others, and they also saw all the burned buildings and they said, uh, and and then they came back and re and and reported about October twenty second or twenty third that yes the Mormons 
are doing the you know doing these things and then uh, that next day is when orson hyde and thomas marsh show up and they say yeah they're doing this and joseph's you know these are my words now but in essence if you read you know if you read their affidavit it's essentially joseph's out of control and he thinks he's he thinks he's going to take over the entire state and they've got these danites and they you know and and they've they've sworn you know vengeance and this and that and and so this is october 24th and so so then the ray county citizens they become frightened. They've got this report from their their committee. They they've got uh, the report from Marsh and Hyde, who also talk about the spy company that that's uh, um, threatening, you know. And so they they send a dispatch to the governor, uh, Governor Boggs. Mm-hmm. And so so then they also send Captain Bogart north along to range the line uh, south of Caldwell County to prevent the Mormons from attack because they think the Mormons are going to attack. So so that's their mindset is they're not planning to attack the Mormons, but they think the Mormons are planning to attack. And so then while Bogart, who's, who's really a um, kind of an unprincipled man, he, he, he goes beyond his orders and he kind of goes into Caldwell County as well and threatens the Mormons there and disarms the Mormons in in southern part of Caldwell County. And he also finds, uh, he captures two of the spies. He knows they're spies and he captures them. And he captures a third man at the house where they're staying. And he takes them and there's some threats of, let's put these guys to death. And so other spies who watch this happen, ride back to far west and say, all right, they've just taken three prisoners and they're threatening to kill them. And so that's when David W. Patton raises his uh, force of men and they ride down to Crooked River where Bogart is camped and you have the Battle of Crooked River on October 25th. Again, the, the Mormons are going down there to free the prisoners. They're not going down to attack Richmond. They're going down to free the prisoners. And meanwhile, the the the... The evidence from the prisoners is oh, they're probably going to be let go. This is afterwards, but the Mormons didn't know that. And and again, Bogart was uh, um, not a very principled man. So there's this attack by the Mormons on the at the Battle of Crooked River. Three Mormons are killed. One Missourian is killed, but the Mormons drive the Missouri the Missourians from the ground, and the Missourians think they're wiped out you know that every man they sort of scatter as like and and as they're reporting what happens it's like i'm the only guy who survived and uh, um but the thing is the, that's what the mormons thought too they uh that when you read the accounts of um like uh hosiah stout and some others they also thought they just wiped these guys out and nobody died well you said one died one died and there yeah. were several injured now, because this, isn't this an issue, was this kind of a ruse to, to pull the Mormons out or, or you, it sounds like you and, because it seems like, uh, if I remember right, Alex Boss said that um, they had, the, the Missourians had these three Mormon prisoners and they, um, 
they wanted to draw the Mormons out. They were baiting him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I, I think, you know, they, they, based on the reports they had, you know, the Mormons had attacked Davies County. Um, they had heard from, from, um, Marsh and Hyde among other, among other dissenters that the Mormons had violent, aggressive intentions, you know, they, you know, they, they thought, you know, they were just defending against them. Uh, uh, so, and, and they took the spies, they'd heard about the spy company, these, you know, they weren't supposed to be there. They, you know, the spies, they had bad intentions. So yeah, I, I think they were just operating under their own assumptions of what the Mormons intentions were. So, so you're saying the Missourians, they had these three spies and then they were just trying to defend the, the border. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and just to be clear, I think two of them were spies. The, the third person was at the house where the spies were. And, and so for whatever reason, they took him as a prisoner as well. Okay. And so then David, David Patton attacks and ends up dying in the attack. That's right. And, and so, so then these guys scatter. They, they, that is the uh, Bogart's company. But the Mormon prisoners are rescued, right? Yes. Yeah. And so they, yeah. uh, in fact, when, when the Mormons showed up, Bogart put the, put the men on the front line, apparently. Well, so they'd be shot first if, you know, if the shooting occurred. And one, one of them was shot and injured, and the other, uh, uh, but he recovered, and the other, the other two got away. So, Like human shields? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's unclear wow. exactly where he, where he put them, but, but they were in the front somewhere. Wow. And it's, but, oh, so also, again, the, here's the Missourians' mindset. Based on, you know, when, when Marsh and Hyde and other Mormons come and say, you know, here's what's happening with the Mormons. You know, they, you know, the, the, uh, um, they're going to attack. The Missourians sent all of their women and children across, across the river uh, out of Richmond in anticipation of attack by the Mormons. So they thought the Mormon, you know, this is before Bogart, you know, the Crooked River battle. They sent, they, they evacuate the town essentially. And then they send Bogart up to guard the border so the Mormons can't attack the town. Patton attacks, not to attack the town, but to rescue the prisoners. So now, on the this is October 25th. And October 24th was when Marsh and Hyde signed their affidavits. On the 25th, you have the battle. The Missourians come back to Richmond and say, the Mormons are attacking. You know, they, they just attacked our troops and they wiped us out. And the Missourians, they have, you know, all sorts of uh, beliefs about, you know, the, the strength of the Mormons. The Mormons, you know, can bring a lot of soldiers uh, to bear. Uh, they can overwhelm any one county easily. And so now with, with this new information about the battle, they, they, send, they send a new uh, dispatch out begging, you know, telling Boggs about this. So now when Boggs, he's already heard about Davies County and he's calling out the troops because of Davies County. I mean, he's already heard about the Mormons, what they've done in Davies County. And he's called out like 2,500 troops. Now he gets this set other dispatch about the Mormons attacking Bogart and apparently threatening the rest of Western Missouri. And then he issues his extermination order. 
And, and so these are the, you know, this is why he says, oh, you know, now I, he, he says something, the fact of now we've received even worse news than we thought, and it th- puts everything in a new light. And so now the Mormons must be treated as enemies of the state and exterminated or driven from the state. And what day was that order issued? I think it was the 27th. I should know. I should, I should have it memorized. That's my uh, well, actually, I, I also pulled out to help me hear my chronology. It's in, it's in my book. That's right. And um, yes, it's the 27. Okay. Yeah. But they don't have TV, so it doesn't get out right now. <laughs> so, um, so, so where my history is perhaps different from how others historians interpret things is I see these events you know, unfolding, it's, it's, this happens and this happens. It wasn't any grand conspiracy by Missourians to take the Mormons land and, and, uh, um, you know, to, or, or, and again, in this case with Bogart, I don't think he was baiting them. You know, he was, you know, trying to draw them so that he could attack back. I mean, you know, they were, they were fearful of the Mormons and, and so things just, uh, snowballed and, and such that, you know, snowballed from this, first, I'll call it incident, so to speak, of the Mormons moving into DeWitt and in Carroll County, and the Carroll County citizens saying, wait a second, you violated uh, your agreement uh, that you would stay only in Caldwell County. Now, in saying these things, let me make clear, I am not saying, oh, therefore, the Mormons caused the problem, or the Mormons were, you know, at fault, or they deserved what they got. I'm just saying, here's, here's how things unfolded. Just like, just like what, when I'm saying, well, you know, the original story that Joseph and Hiram and Lyman White and the Mormons told that we went, we went to Davies County because we were, you know, the state troops called us and, and I, Joseph, I had no authority whatsoever. And we didn't do any burning. The Missourians burned their own homes. When I point out, well, that's not exactly true that really Joseph you know, was directing these activities and they, they did plunder and they burned and they drove the citizens away and, and whatever their intentions, it turned out to be somewhat helter skelter of friends and foes, you know, everybody left. That's still not to say of, okay, well then the Mormons were at fault. No, uh, but it is, but it does help us understand why the Missourians reacted as they did, you know, why they thought, uh, you know, that we've got to, we've got to defend ourselves. Well, and I'd like to kind of get into the, you know, is it a blame game? Is it, is it, are Mormons 50% responsible and Missourians 50% responsible or Mormons 80, is it 80, 20? What, what, what would you say? Can, can you assign that blame? Yeah. I will, I will say that first, you know, even though you know, we are interested in blame sometimes that I, 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 I try to emphasize, it's just understanding again, how at the beginning of the conflict, at the beginning of 1838, when everything was so rosy, how, how did we end up in this place? And, and it's, and here's the understanding. Now, who's at fault? You could say, well, the Missourians are at fault because they wouldn't let the Mormons settle where they wanted to, these non-Mormons. Also at fault was the uh, local government that didn't protect the Mormons because it didn't really have the capability. It, it wasn't necessarily always the fault of the local authorities 
uh, who, you know, tried to stop the vigilantes. They didn't have, they weren't equipped. They weren't trained to do this kind of thing. Uh, it was also the fault of Boggs, who um, essentially, he was probably the only person who had the prestige and the wherewithal, you know, the, really the prestige and the power to have stopped all this. And, he, and it would have required him to come out with troops and, and stay there for years or something. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But you could say, well, he did not do his part at all. Um, so it was, it was their fault. On the other hand, you could say, well, it was the fault of the Mormons in that they didn't stay in Caldwell County like they apparently agreed to or like everybody thought. <laughs> like the Missouri, I love how you say that's a kind of a distinction because they're like, we never agreed to that, but the Missourians thought they did. <laughs> um, or, or that it was their fault and that, that, uh, uh, um, they, they thought, you know, that they didn't realize, you know, um, the impact that they, they had on the, on the non-member communities. But, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it like that. I, all I would say is, is yeah, the, the Mormons wanted to settle where they wanted to settle, and uh, um, and when push came to shove, they were um, they were ready to fight. And in fact, they thought they could they thought they could hold off any anybody who came against them. And um, you know, was that rational? Uh, well, as it turned um, or reasonable, as it turns out, yeah, it was it was the wrong calculation. I think. Um, Alex and I would both agree that the Mormons were in kind of a lose-lose situation, you know, in, in Davies. They could go up there and they, they could have defended against any, uh, they didn't need to burn and plunder. They could have defended against uh, any vigilantes, um, but how long could they have stayed there and how long could they have done that? Back to your 50%, 80%, I don't know that uh, um, I thought about this, that if you want to blame anybody, blame God. He called them there. They went there like they were supposed to. He promised them he would defend them. Uh, he, he promised uh, angels would fight on their side. Still, they got driven. Sheesh. How does that strike you? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> So you don't you don't want to go assign blame as to who's more at fault, or the equal at fault? No, it was it, it was uh, you know the you know the the anti Mormon vigilantes. I don't want to say Missourians because there were lots of Missourians who sympathized with the Mormons. That uh, um, uh, in the course of events, the you know they were uh, again sending troops out to uh, intervene. They were uh, sending representatives to look at what was going on and the representatives would come back and say, you know, no, no, the Mormons are not at fault. Some of the Missouri newspapers, uh, uh, also, um, supported the Mormons. They, you know, they would say things like, well, we think the Mormons are deluded fanatics and, and, uh, we don't like their religion, but they still have the right to settle there if they want to. Yeah. Um, outside of Caldwell County, is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's interesting. You know, the, it, you know, if they've broken the law, you know, uh, uh, then, then punish them according to the law. But don't, uh, uh, but you can't tell people, you know, that you can't make it. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with historian Stephen Leswear. In our next conversation, we're going to talk about the Hans Mill Massacre and Joseph's surrender to Missouri militia leaders.
General Lucas uh, subsequently held a court martial mm-hmm. of the prisoners and and considering them, you know, military uh, leaders, uh, court martialed them and sentenced them to death, and then asked uh, General Donovan's uh, troops to carry out the sentence. If you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, please subscribe to patreon.com slash gospel tangents for just $5 a month. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash gospel tangents. If you'd like to watch the entire video, you can subscribe at YouTube, Patreon, or on my website at gospeltangents.com and click the yellow subscribe button for just $8 a month. PDF transcripts are just $10 a month, and you can get those on patreon.com slash gospeltangents or on my website. I'll send those to you as soon as I've finished completing it. If you'd like to get a paperback and PDF, just subscribe for $20 a month at either Patreon or on my website. Individual paperbacks are available at amazon.com. Just do a search for Gospel Tangents interview, and you can find all of our past interviews there. Share your Gospel Tangents pride by purchasing a t-shirt on our website at gospeltangents.com shop. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts at tinyurl.com gospeltangents. You can get our latest updates by friending me at Facebook, or you can also follow our page at facebook.com gospeltangents. Become an insider and you can see the newest videos. Follow us on Twitter at gospeltangents. Click here to subscribe, here for a transcript, and over here we've got some of our great videos. Thanks again.